Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. We're going to spend the next hour or so talking storylines, best bets, one and done, and joining me to break it all down. Kyle Porter is here. KP, what's going on? What up? I'm pumped. Another great week. There's no there's no off weeks. There's no there's no down weeks. It's just great week after great week. So this is a this is a fun stretch. I'm excited about it. What is a better Arnold Palmer invitational moment. Uh, Terrell Hatton flipping the bird and shooting a body of water. Uh, <laughs> or the other option is Jason Day withdrawing and being at Disney World hours later. <laughs> I, I gotta go. I mean, uh, producer Jacob gift me uh, with the with the shotgun, but Terrell Hatton shooting a body of water is incredible. I, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can pull that up on for people watching on YouTube, but that was that was an all time moment, and it it was it kind of got obscured on the broadcast last year. Like not everybody saw it, and it was just like this one off thing, and it was it was awesome. Last year's Arnold Palmer was was pretty sweet. It was yep. it was legit. Also joining us, it's the coach. Hey, coach, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now I I interviewed Matt Avery uh, earlier today. Uh, for my podcast, and he gave us a lot of interesting nuggets that I will release here on the show, but it should be a very, should I say, powerful week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I'll say that. It should, it should be the Matt Every Invitational. I know, right? It, it was interesting. I'll say this. We asked him why he performed so well there and not everywhere else. You know what he said? He goes, I can't concentrate long enough in order for me to play well over the course of four or five days. It was, it was very eye-opening. He, he said that. And I said, well, no wonder. He says, but when I come back here, for some reason, I get laser focused, and I can focus from start to finish Monday to Sunday. So it was very interesting. It was. It was a good conversation. That is, that is very interesting. He should figure that out because it would be yeah. helpful if you could concentrate uh, more than once a year. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to see you. Happy Tuesday. That's good to be with you guys. Happy Tuesday. And you speak of every. I mean, he's a fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, I, I used to do this event for PGA Tour Radio back in the day. And, and it's always been one of my favorites. And I was walking through the parking area because from the clubhouse to the media center, you walk through players parking and over a road. And in the players parking is Matt Every. So I'm like, hey, bud, how are you doing? And he goes, no, I'm good. How are you? So I said, fine. He goes, so how's the game? I say to him, how's the game? And he hadn't been playing very well. And he goes, you know, it's up to SH1T. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, do you feel like you got a handle on the thing? And he goes, no, man, when I get over the ball, I just black out. Look up and the golf ball's gone and it's gone into the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, geez, really? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm just going to go and hit it and see what happens. <laughs> sounds, that sounds like a yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's, entertain, he's entertaining to talk to. He's, he's very, yeah, yeah, he's self-deprecating. He's, he's, he's entertaining. 
He's, he's just funny became guy. my favorite player. Right yeah. off, <laughs> right, right off to Colonial last year when Dan, they call him Bug, Daniel Berger won. He and Every were playing a practice round together at the RBC Hilton Hilton Head, Harbortown. And I'm out there scouting the gorse, and the two of them are together. And so I know them well, and so I'm walking along. And Every had Berger in stitches the entire time. <laughs> Obviously, Daniel with house money because he had just won. But I've never seen a more relaxed Daniel Berger like ever. That's awesome. That's Absolutely. awesome. Love it. Uh, before we get into our storylines, just a quick reminder. Go ahead. Hit that like button for us. It goes a long way. Make sure you're subscribed if you are not already. And if you're listening in audio form, make sure that you're getting all of our downloads via a subscription. And if you want to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be swell. And there may even be a little incentive for you to do that later in the show, but you'll have to stay tuned Ooh. for that. We'll, we'll tease action. Storylines. We had the word swell inside of 455 in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, plus 180. Plus 180. On that. <laughs> Cash those swell tickets right here early in the show. Uh, gentlemen, we have one. There is only one storyline for this week, and it is going to happen on number six, and it is going to involve the biggest, <laughs> beefiest player on the PGA Tour. KP, I, I, what, what is this carry on number six? So number, if you're not familiar, this is that par five that loops all the way around the lake there. Uh, here's Here, producer Jacob has, uh, has our imagery up here. Look at him. He is licking his chops to get a crack <laughs> at driving this par five. What do you think it is, a 370 carry? I- yeah, I read, I read, or I saw three seventy, but it could. You see a bunch of tee boxes there. We're looking at the at the uh, the the still shot on YouTube. If you're watching on, or if you're listening, and there's there's different tee boxes that they can move around. There was actually a photo that was going around that that it said the way to actually play this hole is to hit it back down five off to the to the left, <laughs> and you you can kind of see a glimpse of like the of like a tiny glimpse of the fifth hole. If you hit it down five backwards. You have like 180. It's like a two 280 carry down five, and then 180 into the pin on six. So, uh, I would actually like to see that more than I would like to see uh, Bryson try to carry the lake here. Well, I think you're, I think you're thinking of number three. That's to the left hand side over there. And I'm going to tell oh, you that. It? Yeah, it's three. That fairway is okay. narrow than six, and six is pretty narrow. So, yeah. So I'm looking at this going. Oh my god, are you serious? I'm. It, it's. It's a big hit over there. I don't care whether you're Carl Berkshire or Bryson DeChambeau. I'd be surprised if he pulls it off. That's uh, I would be surprised if he tried it. Uh, yeah. uh, he'll try it. Of course he will now. I, I will say this, guys. You guys have all seen the the video that Justin James did, right? 2017 yes. World Long Drive Champion. He made it two or three times. And I, obviously, Bryson wouldn't have two or three chances. But it's definitely doable because we've seen it on video. Be done. Okay. Uh it's certainly doable. I, I'd be interested to see how it's done in competition. That's yeah. my buddy Joe Idoni who put that uh, that photo together, which I, I just absolutely love. But it, it's I think we'll see it in the practice round, gentlemen. I think he's going to have to take a crack at it at some point. Yeah. Or or if he's like yeah. nine shots out of this thing, or like I don't know what it would take for him to actually or nine do this. up. Or I could dump I could dump a couple in the lake and still get away with it. Maybe yes. yeah, that, that would be interesting. So I, I just want to see the the set of circumstances that allows us to get him to try this in competition because it would be it would be pretty fun. Oh, it would be awesome. It would be, yeah, it would be fantastic. 
Um, okay, so I've got a couple of more serious storylines for the week, but it's 2021 and it is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well then, LinkedIn Jobs is for you. It finds the right person quickly. And to make things better, your first job post is free. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. You can post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get you your role in front of more qualified candidates. So you can manage these job posts and contact candidates from one single view on the familiar linkedin.com as functions are now streamlined onto one simple screen and all you can do all of this even better from your mobile device no matter where the day takes you that's how linkedin jobs can help you hire the right person faster so when your business is ready to make that next hire find the right person with linkedin jobs and now you can post a job for free just visit linkedin.com slash first again that's linkedin.com slash first to post a job for free, terms and conditions do apply. If you had a Jordan Spieth mention in under 10 minutes of the show, uh, cash those tickets now too, because it's time, KP. It is time to jump into your storyline. One Jordan Spieth who enters with three consecutive top tw- top 15, excuse me, finishes trying to tame Bay Hill, which I, I will warn you, Kyle, has historically required you to be a little bit accurate off the tee. Any concerns in that department? Well, I I did see it. I think you did a video or, or, or I saw something on Twitter that you were concerned about Spieth. And I don't know why. You you were saying that I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't delve into that because I didn't I didn't want to steal your take. But I I also am concerned. What what's so funny? I just think like I don't funny. know why. Like why? Like there could be no reason why I could be a little bearish on speed. Oh week. no, I, I I share your concern. I okay. I'm just saying I didn't want I didn't want to steal your take. I don't I don't know what it is, and maybe 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 I'm about to say it, but I think the reason is you watch him play some of these water holes in Phoenix, and you're like, well. This isn't this isn't great, you know, it, because so so much of his game over the last three weeks, even though it's been better, the iron play has been really good. He's still hitting from just places that you're like, I don't even I didn't even know this was a place on the course. And so when you take that to a Bay Hill and especially to a place like TPC Sawgrass, where he, he has a bad history to begin with, other than like his first time there, um, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I don't have a. I don't have as much confidence going into Bay Hill as I did kind of leaving Riviera a couple weeks ago. As bullish, Mark, as I am on Jordan Spieth kind of 2021, when you get into Florida and there's water lurking off the tees and there's some things that can get you in trouble, I'm uh, very worried about him. Yeah, but the thing thing for me and Spieth about Bay Hill is that largely all of the trouble at Bay Hill is down the left-hand side, especially off the tee. Uh, the first there's out of bounds on the left hand side. The third there's water. The fourth there's uh, there's just a bunch of trees down there. Six you just saw the par five. Nine is out of bounds, um, and and it just tends to go from there. And it likes a draw shot, and Jordan Spieth's been playing that. But when there's a lot of trouble down the left hand side, and then you hit that underneath block shot, he tends to hit once in a while off the tee. Now the iron game has been prolific, so so I'm just not convinced right now off the tee just yet. And and from the reports I've gotten, um, from the folks I've spoken to, there is some rain in the forecast, but this place is playing firm already. So if you're playing from the rough, 
which is ordinarily pretty thick around there. That's how Mr. Palmer liked it. Um, to these small greens, you are playing defense. And so I'm keen to see how the whole thing transpires. But the one thing I know for certain about Spieth is he's got a bunch of swagger right now. He's just got to find the fairway. That, that's that's crucial around here. And you said so, Rick. He got swagger. He's got a little bit of magic. Coach, are you any more bullish than the rest of us on Spieth this week? No, not at all. And uh, what Mark just said is absolutely true. Uh, I think Spieth is going to struggle and struggle mightily. Uh, this particular week. Uh, I can only go off what Matt just told me. And what he said was, if you do not find the fairway this week, you will struggle because the rough is diabolical. It is deep. It is rough. Um, and remember a year ago, and yeah, it was a lot about the wind, but this was a four under one. There was only four guys that were under par at all. And by the weekend, it's supposed to be that way. So when you've got a player like Jordan Spieth, who is struggling off the tee, that really doesn't know sometimes which way he's going to hit it, and that could cause a block or a hook or water, whatever. I think he's really going to struggle. And to be honest, in a lot of my matchups that I like this week, I was fading Spieth in every single one of them. I don't think he plays well here at all. He normally doesn't even play here. So yeah. there's that as well. He doesn't know the course that well either. So I think that could be an issue also. This is his first trip to Bay Hill. And coach, because we're kind of talking about the way we think this might play, you had the opportunity to chat with Matt every earlier. You kind of were teasing some of these, you know, what you expect, right? I think uh, you mentioned the word power uh, as, yeah. as what we can expect from this week. Yeah, he said that, that the cutting the dog legs is going to be imperative uh, this week. And that for some reason, it's more, it, it, it widens out farther. The farther you get, then, you know, most of the time, the landing area and most golf courses is where the meat of the, the wideness is. He says not, they, they've cut it, so it's a little bit wider the deeper you go. And he thinks that guys like Rory, guys like Bryson, the ones that really, really can cut the corner will be successful. And then also the plotters. He goes, you're not going to see that middle area do very well this week. It's either the ones that can really cut it or the ones that stay in the fairway that are going to be uh, the, the, the ones to back this week as far as who you're going to pick. I always think that's interesting, Mark, when you're talking about trying to cut dog legs, you know, to me, that's a dream come true, right? Being able to do something like that, do it both ways. These guys on tour, obviously, uh, try to bite off as much as possible. Do you see a similar skill set coming into play this week at Bay Hill? I do. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear coach's report there, because what I wanted to talk about was Rory McIlroy and mm -hmm. and. There was a time, and quickly to cutting the corners, like I talked about a hole like number three, which is, it runs adjacent to the Bay the Bay Hill Lake, which is the one that Bryson apparently is going to try and hit over to get to number six green on the par five. So six turns left, three turns left as well around the same lake. And I've watched Rory just grill it straight over the top of the corner of the water because the landing area of there's minute and the rough down the right-hand side is punitive. And the green is just very narrow from front to back and ordinarily very firm. And so early on in the round with holes like one where you can cut the corner, two is a man-sized par three down the hill. And then three, I mean, it can whip you upside your head fast. And then the next hole is a par five, but it's also no gimme. Um, so, so driving the thing good around here is a real big deal. And a couple of years ago when I was still doing radio, I had McElroy in the final round. This was in 2018. And he put together probably the easiest, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, but the easiest 64 I've ever seen in my life. And certainly one of the easiest rounds of golf I've ever called in my life. Mm. And it, it was, wow. the guy was on just cruise control and everything 
was just coming out of the middle of the club face. Every ball was hit at the right trajectory. And when I talked to him afterwards, because he won, I someone shared the numbers with me in my ear. And it was my producer, who's obviously from your guys' ilk, and he gave me all the strokes gain numbers. And Rory, <laughs> was, he was leading the field in strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach, strokes gain around the green and on the green in that final round there. So it was the most complete round I think I've ever seen. And this is a place where Rory could fall out of bed and shoot on the par. It's crazy. I mean, his stroke average around is about 69.7. I think I glimpsed earlier today. He's, he's finished inside the top six the last four years. He's had a win. And he, he, he sort of halfway, to me, sort of eased his way to the most casual, under-the-radar top six he's ever had at concession. No one talked about him. He stumbled onto TV once or twice. He was sort of another story. And so I get the sense that all of a sudden Rory's playing to some form after a dismal effort in Riviera. He's back in Florida. He's on those greens. He's comfortable. He hit the ball beautifully last week. He really did. Because those greens there, you had to hit the ball the right distance, and he did. And he was sixth, not doing anything so special. So getting back to Bay Hill where, man, this place just fits him. And it lacks that draw off the tee that it can hit. I, I, I think it's time. Rory, Rory McIlroy, I think it's time. And I'm saying this, and, and I think he's going to put to to bed a, a number of naysayers this week. I really do. I hope you're right, Mark. I'm, I I pulled up that final round from 2018. Rory McIlroy gained eight and a half strokes on the field. He gained in every single category, as you mentioned, Mark. The numbers are eye-popping. KP, this is not really a version of Rory McIlroy that we've seen in what a calendar year, or at least, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that one round at a time. We've seen this. It, it's, it's about putting mm -hmm. four mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and hoisting a trophy on a Sunday afternoon that we have not seen. Yeah, no, no, we haven't. And I, I don't know, you know, it was interesting. I, I was reading kind of what he said after concession and I don't know whether to be encouraged by it or discouraged by it because he's kind of talking about, look, like I'm, I'm a little bit lost right now. I'm kind of searching for something right now. And yet he finished whatever it was, T T6, I think is what is what Mark said. And so you're like, well, is that like is that good or is that is that bad? I think it's good that you can be searching and still finish in the top 10 at a WGC event. But I I don't I don't know. I, I get I, I have a little bit of pause over this week and next. I actually think he's it feels I was thinking about this today. It feels like he's building more for Augusta, which he's never he's always he's always peaked at the wrong time around Augusta. It's either before or after or just, like it's he's never hit Augusta like in a week like the 64 you're talking about. So I don't know. Maybe this is a year that that happens. But I, I don't I, I mean, I'm with Mark like. Top 10 for Rory at Bay Hill is just like, it feels automatic. I mean, all-time strokes gain, it's Tiger at 3.4 and Rory at 2.8 or something like that in terms of the last 12 years of Bay Hill. Um, so, yeah, but I, I just, I'm not feeling him for for a win this week. A couple things to build on your point there, Kyle. You know, as a golf instructor who's worked with some of these guys, you know, all the pros will tell you when you're interviewing them, yeah, I'm trying to peak for the majors. Let me tell you what, if you peak for a major, you're, uh, you'll be lucky to do that twice in a row because it's really hard to time how your body is going to be, how the golf swing is going to feel. I mean, anything can throw this sort of stuff off. But I like to see a golfer who's trending. 
And so when it goes into the, the, the major championship and all the areas of the game, the elements are starting to fit and you can see there's um, sort of, sort of a, an, an ease with the approach to the game then you know, okay, this guy might contend. But by that, be, by that being said, I've seen guys show up at majors and events playing crappy, and then the next thing they find a way to win for the week because they get this, this stuff uh, cobbled together in a bottle. But there's one thing about McElroy last week that, that sort of led me to my observation and, and my take, is that to me, if there's been a weakness aside from the wedge game and the putting, it's that... He's never really adopted a very managerial approach to the game. Unlike Woods, mm-hmm. Tiger, who would hit irons off the tee and sort of play to a range and play to his strength, Rory is just so virtuoso and the game's always come so easy that he just goes. He sort of plays like Phil. And if it all works, he's going to dust you by 10. And if it doesn't, he's going to go down in flames. And last week when he said he didn't have his best, yet he still played six, the shots that I did get to see on TV, he was very managerial he was hitting the ball a whole high. He was manufacturing shots to a certain extent. He wasn't going one-dimensional. And so this sort of said to me, hold on, maybe this guy is now adopting this, I can play small ball with these guys a little bit and find a way to compete even though I don't have my best stuff. And, and so, and I was very encouraged by that because I did, I did see the comments that you refer to. And I'm like, wow, you know, he's saying he's not hitting really well, but he's playing the game well. And that's a big deal. I want to see a guy who plays not necessarily hits well. Uh, that's that's interesting. He's probably never had to adopt a like a game management style for his entire life because he's just been that much better than than everybody else. Um, one other little nugget uh, that came out today, coach, is this PGA Tour partnering up with Amazon Web Services (AWS) to quote improve how fans view future and past tournaments. So, as as <coughs> bullish as I am about. The things that I'm about to read, I'm going to uh, exercise a little bit of caution here because what we've heard is that uh, this new partnership will allow fans to have live access to every shot from every player at the Players' Championship with hopes of doing this in the future, which is what we were supposed to get last year. It's what we got for one round, Coach, and then uh, obviously the pandemic shut down uh, the final three rounds of the Players' Championship and the ensuing 91 days afterwards. But this appears to at least be a step towards more available and public data, which if you are thinking what I'm thinking is going to be good for us. Um, here, here's the deal. So I did reach out because, uh, I mean, most people know I work for the PGA Tour and I do PGA Tour Live quite a bit during the year. Uh, so I reached out to get a quote or an idea uh, along the same lines of what I was thinking. And I got basically back the same thing that you just read to everybody at home. So it didn't. my, my plan didn't work. So I'll give you my own opinion on it. Uh, what this is fueled by, and to me, it's number one, and there's not a 1A, there's not a 1B, it is golf betting. It is golf gambling. Three weeks ago during the Waste Management Open, when I was doing the tournament, we switched off of Hideki and Webb onto the Jordan Spieth group, which was the right thing to do at the time. Twitter went bananas because, and then many people tweeted at me and said, Coach, I bet on Hideki and Webb today based on who you guys were showing. On PJ Tour Live. First of all, that's a problem. You shouldn't base who you're betting on who we're showing. <laughs> <That's> but <true. laughs> se- second of all, it showed just how much, if you're watching on a Thursday or Friday morning, that most people, I would say 80 to 90% that are watching PJ Tour Live are betting on the event. 
So what this partnership does and will allow to do as they expand next year, and I've been privy to some information, but they haven't told me everything. But my gut tells me, in addition to all the feeds, right now we do two groups a day. We're going to do four to six groups a day from what I've been told. And then also I could absolutely see a gambling feed that could go with two or three other groups during the day. So this partnership, they're saying the right things, but it comes down to golf betting, golf gambling, which is exploding. And that's exactly what this is. And it's the right thing to do. I think that I, th- I think coach is right about the, the impetus for it. I don't really understand what I read today because right. what I read in the, there's a golf week article that, that was sort of in conjunction with this release. And the, and the person who wrote this said, AWS will power every shot live an app that will provide viewers live access to every shot from every player in a, in a tournament. Okay. So I have a lot of questions based on that one sentence. I can can answer that for you. Well, basically what you're going to be able to do is with the new deal, that's going up to like $700 million a year, they're going to add tons of cameras. So they'll have a camera on every hole. And so they'll shoot. So when you say you bet on Horschel against Kevin Na, you can hit Horschel and Kevin Na in your app. And then all their shots come up just like PGA tour live does. Now you'll be able to, uh, really put the players that you want to watch together in your favorites, and then everything pops up as soon as their shots are hit. It, it's like the Masters app. It's like what the Masters. It, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So, yes. Uh, one is every shot live like a separate app? Is it? Is it the PGA Tour app? Is it? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> so I, I think, think the live, word... live is going to be live is going to be a a, a a relative term. I th- and I, I also think. think App is a relative term, right? Because they because what they have is Torcast, which is part of the the leaderboard on the PGA Tour website, which is technically its own web app. So it might not be yeah. a so, physical app on your phone, so, but it's a, another software. How about this? If, if <laughs> the three, uh, the four of us who watch this stuff every day can't like don't know what's going on here, that there's some, maybe maybe some issues. I I, I I don't, and maybe I'm just a moron. Like maybe no. maybe I am. Uh, it just incompetent and can't figure this out. But the other thing is like, it, I feel like it was presented as, Hey, this is about to happen. And I don't, I don't know if it, I mean I, the player, the player championship for sure. But then like, do we get every shot live at Valspar at RBC heritage? Like I, I it, it, it felt like, Hey, here's a thing, but then there's a lot of ambiguity around it. Well, you got to remember, this is all about starting next year when the new deal kicks in. So they're gotcha. announcing this stuff now, but the full gamut of it won't be felt until that extra $300 million is in the kitty. Hey, Coach, for what it's worth, I think you're going to be the perfect color guy for uh, one of those channels. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank uh, you. I, I would tune in just to listen to you. I'm coming to <laughs> you. Well, driven well, thank into the you. Area and, you'd, and you'd pick Tim. I can I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I'd be like Brent Musburger. And Brent Musburger was the king of calling a game and then he would tell you indirectly who he bet on. Yep. <laughs> you remember, there's going to be a lot of points today. He bet the over. 
That's you exactly know, Mark Allen. Gotta watch 100%. out for gotta watch out for Sepp Straka today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind you, of would know, you would know within the first quarter what Brent Munzberg was on. And he, and, and when right. like the over hit, he'd be like, Oh, this game is 42 <laughs> to 12. But that was a very yeah. interesting score for some people. Yes, like, it would be yes, very obvious yes. what he was doing. Uh, yes. the way that the way that I took this release was so so the way that the, the article is written and what was actually announced is different than what I think people have been running with because uh outside of the players' championship, the following week there is not going to be every shot right. live. it, it no, literally no. says uh future tournaments have yet to be announced so so this is right. this is not like a dump that's going to happen tomorrow it's more about a larger partnership and and mark I'll, I'll let you kind of put a bow on this because i think it's important to get this side of it because guys like me and me specifically i rail on the coverage every single week on twitter i yell and scream and kick and moan and all that good stuff uh but the idea of even broadcasting or telecasting golf just that its course seems almost impossible, right? I mean, it's a different course every single week. There's so many acres. There's there's uh, hundreds of balls in the air at the same time. It, it, it's it's unbelievably difficult to be able to do. I can't even imagine what goes into now trying to get to every shot live. You know, thirty two thousand shots in in what is near real time. All that good stuff. Well, a golf production is so difficult because there's moving balls all of the time, and you've essentially got eighteen different courts or fields or whatever you want to say that you're playing on, and and you talk about last year's Players' Championship, and I'm sort of looking forward to getting back there because I was part of the feature group announced crew last year, and I was in that afternoon group with with Rahm and Brooks and Rory, and they were the top three golfers in the world at the time. And then all the COVID news started dropping, and we were canceled the following morning. But that evening, I, I was back in the television compound, and you know, the on-course announcer, you become buddies with the on-course camera folks, you know, because they, they, they're like a, a tool in your weaponry because when you see cameras moving, you know who the director's talking to. So it sort of gives me a bead on, okay, I need to talk about this guy before the produ producer goes there. So in a bang-bang sort of a scenario, I'm ready for what's happening. And if you buds with the camera folks, they'll say, we're going here or they're showing this or whatever the case might be. Anyway, so they did every shot live. They called it ESL last year. And they blew it out because everyone was wearing the same uniform out there on the course, and it looked pretty cool. And I asked one of the camera guys, Tra Travis, at like 7.45 p.m. on Thursday evening. They just got in off the course, and we'd been off the air for a while. So they were staying in until the last dude holed out on 18 or wherever it was. I'm like, how are you, man? And he goes, exhausted. <laughs> so I can imagine the folks in the trucks. I mean, a producer, director, TD, these folks watching all these screens, cutting this, cutting golf is difficult. And then producing the stuff and putting it out, it is a mammoth endeavor. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I've got the utmost respect for those folks. Yeah, and then having to wait around on like a Friday afternoon to watch a guy who's eight shots off the cut line tap in his two-footer on this final hole or whatever. Hey, we want to see it every single one of these. <laughs> Jonathan Kutchman was betting on him. Missing the cut. Yeah, you're you're right. damn right. You're I, now, I, I will say this, that people think when I go to do PGA Tour Live in Florida that I at every single night I'm going out drinking or doing something. I'm telling you, we're on the air eight, nine, ten oh. hours a day. It's, it's kind of like what Mark was talking about. It's the hardest gig or project that I've ever worked on because it's just so long and you have to think about everything you're saying for eight to nine to 10 hours. It's, it's difficult to do it this way, but when somebody's paying you hundreds of millions of dollars to do it, you're going to add to it because there is such a thirst for it. 
That's what I was going to say. That's what the money's for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the whole, like the whole deal, like how, like cameras and how did like, that's what the money's for, you know? And, right. and I think that I, I'm, I'm hopeful for what the future of it looks like because, you know, golf's the only sport where at least in sort of this modern era, you can't watch all of it whenever you want. We're used to that with the NBA and major league baseball and, and the NFL and all this different stuff. And it, and it hasn't been true of golf, but you know, that's what the money's for. Hopefully it'll change. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what the money's for. I like that. We're going to adopt that uh, moving forward. Okay, gentlemen, we've got to do our betting cards. We've got to give our one and done picks. And I got a little promo, a little giveaway on the other side. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. All right. If you hung around this long, your patience is about to be rewarded because you can enter to win a free year to Sportsline. Get your subscription absolutely for free. Get access to the award-winning picks and the patented Sportsline model. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts on the first cut and drop in a player who's going to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational. We'll give you our picks in just a second. Leave your Twitter handle in there and make sure you're following at First Cut Pod on Twitter so that we can get get in touch with you time for a few picks gentlemen here so let's take a look at our betting cards for this week and kyle was actually our big winner last week so we're going to put his feet to the fire and we're going to bring up his betting card first to see if he can relive some of this magic so kp here's what i see and then i'd like to get your your thoughts on it you've got a couple of well you've got one top 10 bet that's bryson at plus 150. Mm -hmm. You've got Luke List to finish inside the top 20. You have Paul Casey as your best bet over Sung JM. That's a tournament matchup. You took your favorite double chance, Bryson and Hovland. Uh, if either of them wins, you get six to one on your money. Cam Davis is your top Aussie, and then you've rounded it out, backed up that Paul Casey best bet with a Paul Casey outright at 25 to one. Yeah, I it's pretty heavy on Paul Casey. I don't really understand. Some of the numbers that I saw with him were a little confusing. He's been, I don't know, like the best ball striker in this field over the last two or three months, which I, I did. I especially didn't understand the 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 matchup with Sungjae. I didn't understand why Sungjae was the favorite. I know you're big on Sungjae this week, but to me, that just felt like, I mean, Casey's coming off his, his top five at Pebble. He won in the Middle East. He, he he's just he's he's been playing really well. And Sungjae has not. He has, he doesn't have a top ten. I don't think in I don't know five or six events. So love Paul Casey this week. Uh, Bryson has he hasn't been playing that great, and yet he's still finishing kind of on the fringe of the top ten. I think he was T twenty two last week. Like he had a, I know he missed a cut at Riviera, but he's been just outside that top ten. And this is more of a historical play for him at Bay Hill. He's been awesome at Bay Hill. He finished second to Rory. He finished, I think, fourth last year. Uh, so he's got a couple top fives in the last two or three years. Uh, so I really like him. I'm riding. I tried to get more in on Hovland, but none of his numbers were very good. Um, because he's been playing better than anybody else in this field, I think maybe him and Casey, uh, and then Cam Davis. We've been uh, we've all been on for the last month, so yeah. Uh, Kyle, just uh, I think the Sungjae love comes from the fact that he's played this place twice and finished third twice. Yeah. Um, so, so I think there's a little course history over there. But you're right; he hasn't had his best stuff about him. But the one thing about him, the way he hits it, as accurate as what he is, you'd think he matches up with a place like this very, very well. 
Yeah. As much as yeah, like, I as mean, much as I but, love Sung JKP, the, I think I think Mark's right. The, you're getting not only this factored in, you're getting the Florida Swing factored in. You're getting guys like me who are yep. all excited about Sung J this week. And on the flip side of that, and I love Paul Casey this week. You're going to see that in a second. Um, these guys don't get credit for what they do in Europe. Bookmakers don't give them credit for it. And maybe it's because the American betting public doesn't care about it. Doesn't know about it. But I think you're, I do think you're onto something here. Yeah. I just, you you should get credit for what you do in Europe. Cause it's a, it's, (laughs) you know, it's not a tour event, but it's, it's a, it's still a win against some of the best players in the world. So I don't know. I, I, I think, I guess all that to say, I think Paul Casey's a little bit undervalued this week. Uh, I, I do not disagree with you. We're going to bring up my betting card here so we can get that one out of the way, and then we'll go over to to Coach here. So as as Kyle implied, I'm I'm very heavy on Sung JM this week. I've got him in uh, both a top 10 and an outright situation. Uh, we'll see who my one and done is in, in just a second. Uh, and then I've gone with three separate matchups, one of them being Max Homa over Kevin Na, Cameron Tringale over Taylor Gooch, and then Jason Kokrak <laughs> over Tommy Fleetwood as my best bet. And then, of course, uh, I I took Jordan Spieth to miss the cut at, at plus two twenty five. So, Coach, um, I would like to get your thoughts on my Spieth prop to miss the cut, and then how you feel about my Jason Kokrak over Tommy Fleetwood best bet. Love the Spieth uh, to miss the cut because I think he's really <laughs> going to struggle. Love that. I did. I um, did too. <laughs> you're going to see why I absolutely despise one of your other picks. I won't say what. <laughs> uh, and Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that we were just talking about. He he played really well overseas. Uh, but he hasn't played well here in the state, so his numbers haven't reflected that. Although his play hasn't reflected that either. He did not play well last week at all. So I love your best bet here. Kokrak is a top 25 machine right now. And if you told me Tommy Fleetwood would finish top 25 this week, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I love that pick because I think one will and one will not. It's as simple as that. The problem that I have with Tommy Fleetwood, and he has a smaller sample size than a lot of guys, but his PGA Tour numbers, again, PGA Tour numbers this season, it's it's his worst ball striking season of his career. Yep. I mean, it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. And if he can't figure that out, uh, he's gonna be in he's gonna be in big trouble. So so that's my that's my card. Um, we're gonna go to Coach's card because uh, I, one I, second I've already after I heard Mark, I, I I need to change one because I don't want Mark yelling at. Uh, okay, oh, too late. I couldn't change it. All right, pull it up. Pull it up. I've I've <laughs> already I've already. I've already Identified the matchup here. So the one that Mark, we are you know which one it is. Uh, All right, sorry. Sorry, didn't go ahead, Rick. Sorry. <laughs> the one that we are against each other is you have the Kevin Na over Max yes. Homa. Your other matchups are Hovland over Hatton. That's the one that I stared at for a long time, Coach. I, I was like, yeah. oh God, what what do I want to do here? Uh, you have Bryson yeah. DeChambeau over Rory McElroy, which uh, I think that Mark would have something to say about. And then you're seeing if you can rekindle that uh, Billy Horschel magic from last week, but this time you only need a top 20. Hovland yeah. top 10. And Louis yeah. stays in to be the top South African. Talk me through your card here. Uh, well, the, the Hovland thing, I mean, he I'm, I'm tired of betting against him or not betting on him, I should say. And I think Terrell Hatton just is, is going to struggle this week, even though he's the defending champion. Um, Victor Hovland every week is a top 10 machine. I'm betting more on him than I am against Hatton. DeChambeau, I think this is going to be a big week for him. He's had a history, guys, of struggle, 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 then boom, then he pops up and wins. I think this is a place for him to do that based off of – I actually was reading some of the same quotes that Kyle was reading – and based off of how Rory, from what I've seen, has been hitting it, I think Bryson is just better than he is right now today. So I took that getting plus 100 with the Shambo. I, I like that. 
Uh, and I, I love the Kevin Nall over Max Homa. Basically, Rick, here's why. Max Homa said, oh, he got – I don't know if you saw this on Sunday. He goes, oh, I can take a couple of days off now, and then I'll get back after it at, at API. Basically, he didn't play on Monday and Tuesday. He told you he was tired. He told you that he was tired. Kevin Nall is the ultimate plotter. So after talking with Matt Every today, I took this matchup and said, Kevin Nall is going to grind it out. And Max Homa, I almost played him to miss the cut to be – you and then Hovland top 10 is pretty obvious and Louie is under the radar playing great golf right now he just is so taking him plus 175 and he's only got to beat what six or seven other guys to win that bet I think that's a lock a lock the other South Africans are Mark don't do not skewer me for this I'm gonna do my best okay (laughs) we've got Louis Oosthuizen we've got Christian Bezadenhut we've got Brandon Grace, we have Eric Fun No, I rolled my tongue. I, I take that back. Let me try again. Eric Eric Fun Ruin. Royan. Fun Royan. Roy- Roy- yeah. Dylan Fratelli, <laughs> Charles Schwartzel. Those are your South Africans. It's not Charles. It's Charles. Charles. <laughs> Apologies. Not Shark. Don't say Chark, do you? I do not. I, I, now, now I'm questioning everything that I say. I don't know. Everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Louis is plus 175 out of that group. And that is a perfect seg- segue to Mark's card, which is uh, this, this is this is an all-timer here. This is five nationality bets. I've got a Euro for Mark. I've got an Aussie for Mark. I've got a South African for Mark. I've got a Swede for Mark. And I've got an American for Mark. They are Matthew Fitzpatrick, Leishman, Bezadenhut, Stenson, Patrick Reed with Stenson being your best bet as top suite at plus 250. Wow. Yeah, well, a couple of things to bear in mind here. First off, I hadn't done this in a couple of weeks. I think the last one I did was Pebble Beach, and and, and I'd been playing a playoff every single time. And then the one week I'm not on the show and I don't get the bet, there's a playoff with Rivera. So I sort of about that. And then I don't know how to navigate this William Hill website because I couldn't find matchups. I thought it went with some of those too. And so. Uh-oh. At, at the risk of betting on something like a top 10 or a top 20, which could, you know, just one lipped out putt could be the difference between winning a bet and losing a bet. I'm going for some, you know, odds of just beating a few guys. So for me, there's only three Swedes in this group. There's Norlander, um, Alex Norin, and uh, Henrik Stenson. And Stenson has not been putting together scores, but the game as a whole is there. And he's coming to a place where he'll be living at home, Remember, he lives down the road in Lake Nona. He's played this golf course a thousand times. He's won around here. And so there's a comfortability factor about Stenson. So I think uh, at plus 250, that's a good bet. Uh, Patrick Reed, you know, with Americans in the group, you can help me there, uh, Rick. I think for a guy who's playing really well right now, plus 900 is a killer number. I really do. Who, who, who's in that group? Help me out, please. So the, the there's a lot, but the top ones are Bryson at 6-1. to one. You took that Patrick Reed at 9-1. to one. Then there's Jordan Spieth, Will Zalatoris, and Billy Horschel are the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Reed's a really good one. Uh, as, as for Bezadenot, Christian, um, he's just a beautiful golfer and uh, I think him at plus 350, even though I've got a lot of respect for Louis and I'm so glad that Brandon has broken back into the winner's circle, I think Christian, the way he just puts the ball in play and, and, and puts really nicely, he could thrive around here. And then I was I was interested. Now, Matt Fitzpatrick plays very well around here, so that's a euro. And I thought the number was plus 800 was good. But I was interested at Kyle's Cam Davis's top Aussie, and I nearly called a wine bet over then. I've thought about this for <laughs> a little bit. Um, 
I, I just I, I think Mark Leishman, who's beginning to play well, who finally got his instructor over here after the COVID thing late last year. The game is there, was sound last week, apart from just two tee shots, which cost him, I think, like five strokes. Um, he's coming to a place where he's won, uh, finished thir- second or third here, I think it was last year. I think Leishman, who's rounding into form, at a good golf course for him. And that plus 240 is also a good number. The- uh, real quick, Rick, you know, you know what makes his read such a smart bet for people that are at home right now trying to figure out how to bet on golf is Reed is plus 2,000 to win. So you're basically cutting that way more than in half, and you're getting half the number. So mm. that's a really, really smart bet. For, if people are looking to bet on something at home, you're getting read a plus 900. Uh, great value there. I'd like to. I'd like to say that I thought just that way, but I didn't. I just. Didn't. <laughs> I'm here he to just, help he you, just, Mark. I'm here he just to help find, you. He just couldn't find the matchups on Will Hill, so he yeah. stayed here. With the, <laughs> From uh, now you, on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it upon myself. Every week, I'm going to send you the matchups myself, Mark, so you can have all the matchups to play. Thank you, my brother. You're welcome. Do you? You're uh, welcome. Do you want to do the wine bet? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Nah. Oh. Jacob, 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 you can't back out now. I was, I was, no, I wasn't offering. I was you asking if Mark still asked if he wanted to do it. It was, it was a discussion. It was not that's, an acceptance. That's a, you put your hand out virtually. You put it out virtually like this that. Is, he, this no, is no, crooked. Wait, wait, there's Kyle. There's no more wine bets until uh, Greg Ducharme fulfills his bet with me, which he still hasn't done. Oh. So when someone has him on later this week, please question him. What will happen first? Uh, Greg pays off his wine bet or Justin Thomas wins 35 times this day? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa 25. 25. <laughs> Those bets are going to get resolved in the same week. They are probably. I, I am I'm the only one who hasn't done one yet. And I don't with Mark. And and I don't I don't I'm I'm not putting it I don't I'm not doing it on I'm not doing my first one on, on Cam Davis. I'm not going down with Cameron Davis. Now that's the smartest thing you said all day. That's the smartest thing you said all day. I actually think you have to be you have to be very prudent about this, Kyle, because if he if he runs through all of us and gets to be four and oh, he's never gonna take another one. We're oh, never gonna yeah. hear the end of it. You have to be very prudent about this and you when it whenever it happens, you've got to win. So I I, I appreciate that you're taking this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Kyle, if you lose, I've got the store for you, my friend, right near his house. I just right I wanted to house. I wanted to get things I wanted to get things stirred up a little bit. Just stir the pot a little. But you did you did that. It worked. Uh okay. One and done. So as we always do, let's start and work our way up from the bottom. Coach, you, I think you're going to crack to the t- crack through the two million dollar mark this week. You're at one point nine million. You are coming okay. off weeks of Jordan Spieth and Cameron Smith that got you a combined three hundred and forty thousand dollars. Here we sit for the API. Who do you like? Um, well, no. Here's here's what I don't want to start doing. I, I've been doing opposite. I've been picking a winner and then picking a different guy from where I want it done. I'm like that's stupid. If I think a guy's going to win, then that's the most I could win, right? Well, I think Patrick Reed's going to win this week. So I looked, so I didn't pull, pull a Kyle, and made sure that I could use him. And I said, all right. I, sorry, Kyle, I had to take that shot. Twice. Uh, I've done it yeah. twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take Patrick Reed, even though I know there's a million other places I could use him later in the year. But I need – because right now I feel like every week I'm trying to do this with Mark, and I'm not getting anywhere. So I got to pull out the big dogs this week. I'm going Patrick Reed. One and done. I love it. I like that. 
Thank you. And Mark can't use Patrick Reed, so you know that he can't just uh, pick the guy to to hold tight with you. Uh, exactly. Producer Jacob is at two point four million. I'm at three point five million. And as much as I love Sung JM, I have already used him. I used him at the American Express, and I got one hundred thirty-seven thousand mm. dollars for him. So. I'm with Kyle. I like Paul Casey, and I'm taking Paul Casey here because this is a ball striker's paradise, and Paul Casey is a ball striker. Let's do it. Coach, what's the problem? Well, why did your voice raise so high when you said Paul Casey right there? (laughs) I I, I feel like you're not as confident as what you think you are. I'm portraying – I'm putting it out in the universe. (laughs) Okay. He's he's, – what is it? Two Americans have won this event since 2006, so he would fit in nicely with the with the group that's won. Yeah, that's true. Two Americans, but six total wins out of there. Don't I know. forget. Don't forget that part. Kind of a fake uh, stat. It is. It's like, the best stats are fake stats. Kyle Porter. Yeah, I got a good one this five. week. Okay, so here's one. here's the deal. Let's set the table because you cheated your way to four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> last week with Scotty Scheffler, who you picked for a second time. It's not a two and done. It's a one and done. So we are putting you in the penalty box and you are in timeout and you have to pick a golfer to use, but you will not get any credit for him. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Robert Gamez. I feel good about, uh, <laughs> about, about picking the 1991 winner of, of this golf tournament. What did he get the 400,000 from Scheffler, by the way? So yep. oh, yeah. I, that's what we said. Uh, Producer Jacob is very lenient on these rules. So we gave him the 400000 and he's got to sit out this week. Okay, so when I get in July and I need to catch somebody, I'll <laughs> reuse a guy and sit out the window. What the I've, hell? I've already thought about this and said, okay, if it's the last week of the year, I might as well just use whoever because there's not a right. week. I don't have to sit out. The, right. I know. I, know. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't ask for it. I think intent matters here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. Oh, I also yeah. think – I also think I have a Patrick Reed-esque past history with the rules, so that <laughs> yeah. should probably play in. Yeah, I mean, if you, you would have won like sixty grand, I don't think anybody'd be bitching. You won four hundred thousand. Yeah, I, listen, like I didn't ask for this, and you know what? Actually, I'm so you know, critical of Reed. All of the crit- the critique either. No, no. huh? What? Reed didn't ask for all the critique on social media. No, he didn't. Here's the thing. I'm so critical of Reed. I'm giving up the 400k. Take it off my. Take it off my thing. Wow. Uh, wow. It. it is. It is unfair of me to criticize Reed for what he's done, and and take a 400k I didn't deserve. So there we go. Bravo. Bravo. Bravo is right. Bring him. Bring him back. He's allowed to play this week now. Take it off. No, I will give no. you credit. No, 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 you get I'm to play. Not, now you can pick. Yeah, you can play. Hell yeah. Oh, really? I'll, I'll yes. come, yeah, we'll take your yeah, absolutely we'll thousand away and you can play. That's big time. Okay. That's big time okay. by you. Hell yeah, I'll, you I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. How about that? That's okay. awesome, okay. man. That's I awesome. might still take Robert Gamez. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. We're donating his four hundred and thirty thousand awesome. to charity, and we okay. are gonna let him back in this week. So we go to Greg, who's at four point eight. Greg's not here, we'll get his pick. Uh Mark, you are back on top. Back in the lead, 5.1 million. You are coming off a great Victor Hovland pick that got you 783,000. And now you get to try to extend that lead and you got your Dukes up. Where are you going? Hey, uh, coach, how many more weeks until Augusta National? <laughs> I, I only have to hit five straight winners to catch you. It's okay. <laughs> okay. I got a big it first next week. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and Rick said so nicely to set the table for the folks who are listening to this the first time. 
my yeah. friend and coach, the, the, this guy over here, wherever, <laughs> said to me that he was going to catch me by the time the Masters rolled around. Well, you got a lot of work, a lot of sledding to do there, coach. The uh, only smart thing I didn't say, I didn't bet you a, 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 a bottle wine. of wine on it. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, this week, I am going to two guys who played this place well, and, and one guy especially who's playing you know, very well right now, honestly, and that's Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, I know what I'm hearing um, from folks saying, like coaches saying, Matt Every says you've got to hit it long. But you know what? If you're playing out of the fairway and you've got a good short game, you can compete anywhere. And Matt Fitzpatrick has proved he can do that around. Yes, I'm considering right now Fitzpatrick versus Leishman. I've got a sense about Leishman. He's coming to a place where he's playing well. So I'm on the fence. Uh, it's typically what I do. I try and go into the Wednesday with... I've narrowed it to two folks. So um, right now I would say I have Fitzpatrick at a nose because I'm not sure what he's going to play the rest of the year between the European Tour and the PGA Tour um, commitments. And then Leishman I could use elsewhere. So uh, I think it's probably going to be Fitz. I do. Okay, probably fits for Mark, and we've updated our scoreboard. So Kyle's $400,000 off the board. He drops down to fourth place, but he's back in for this week. And Kyle, I'll, I'll pull up your picks to make sure we don't do this again. Who, yeah. who do you like for this week? I need an, I need an auditor. I need KPMG on my team or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably go Paul Casey. The, the, the smart moves probably save him for Valspar. Uh, I presume he's playing whenever that is. I think it's after the masters but he's he's my pick to win so i'm gonna just use him probably for my one and done okay hey, you know what's about the Bellspar? the Bellspar is being broadcast by cbs this year and nothing's oh. gonna make me happier than i'm walking with paul casey's group second to last group because dotty has the final group and casey comes back with 68 around a very difficult golf course wins it for the third time because yours truly is going to have him in one and done. <laughs> <laughs> we should clip oh. this because if that comes true, imagine if he goes oh out to 68 on Sunday that, from the from It the will come true. It always that was like comes when, true. That was like when I called JT 65 in Memphis, but like from two months, like Mark's doing it a month ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. this. We should just do this. I'm like, we'll, we'll get enough of them right that we can like eventually. 100%. We'll that was a Carl Porter take. It's just like, you just throw something in. Maybe it'll stick. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, we are going to tweet out our expert picks. So make sure you are following us for sleepers, top 10 picks to win. We'll also tweet out the betting card. And according according to this rundown, we'll also start updating the one and done league on Twitter. So keep your eyes out for that. That'll be very fun. Cool. But for now, that's all. Anything else? That was, that was a lot today. That was a lot today. It was a lot today. It was a lot today. But I'm going to tell you ahead of time that when Patrick Reed raises a trophy this Sunday, this guy is going to be interviewing the third to the last group. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the coach rules. That's Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. That, that is Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.